everybody. Folks. Welcome to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about movies and TV. Your hosts are here, the Turkey Boys, Ryan Ankner and Scott Sweeney. <laughs> Although, you've been toying with the idea of going by Lee lately? Yeah, call me Lee. <laughs> Lee is here. Lee and my... Uh... Sidekick Honey Boy. Oh shit! <laughs> Lee and Honey Boy is the new, the new Turkey the Boys. Lee and Honey Boy show. There's some cool Lees. Uh, Lee Evans. Lee Trevino. Oh shit! Famous golfer. Lee Evans of Mouse Hunt and uh, something about Mary fame. He's a real scene stealer. Who's Lee Evans? He's that sidecar. He's the guy in Something About Mary who's like, I love her, man. Who's like pretending to be handicapped. <laughs> That fucking guy. He's good. <laughs> oh, what do you like about him? Big fan. Oh, God. But yes, we're back. We're here. Last show. <laughs> last show of the decade? Last show of the decade, yeah. Wow. Wait, no, because we'll do next Saturday, and then that's the 28th. Second, second, to, second, second to last, last show, show of the show decade, decade. <laughs> folks. My pussy is like I'm a teen. I like you doing the drops, but just saying them. I played a different one after I said it. It's a Um, a fun new angle. But yeah, you want to get right into the news? Yeah, let's do the news. I got a hot one. They're making a... They announced they're making a new Jackass movie. Are you excited about that? Yes. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is the only movie that Paramount Pictures would produce after my last three movies bombed tremendously. Here we go! (laughs) I mean, I'm in. I'm a fan of Jackass. It's uh, it's one of a kind. I'll watch the new movie. It'll be the first without Ryan Dunn. Oh, what what happened there? Oh no. He decided to go another way. <laughs> yeah. He had a lot of other promising projects. Yeah, he started like a a fucking sidecar Jackass. I can't think of a name, but yeah. I'm gonna drive into a tree ass. Hmm. There we go. But yeah, I'll see that. I'm sure uh, it'll be. Yeah, I like the Jackass movies, I guess. I mean, it's an interesting... They've good... carved out an interesting little niche for themselves. Mm. Being the first guys to do that, besides us. <laughs> yeah, bowl cut. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I never had a problem with the Jackass guys. I always kind of got a kick out of them. I'm like a secret Bam Margera fan. Like, I think... Fucking April. <laughs> hey, April. I I don't know. I think messing with your parents and getting them on video is funny, and it's I do classic. kind of like a, you know, a watered down version of that myself with my iPhone often, and to the point where my mom will often say like, "No videotaping me," and <laughs> like lay the groundwork down before I even start. Could you? So I don't know. I'll I'll see it. Yeah, I think man. I like Johnny Knoxville. He seems like an interesting enough guy. Yeah, he's actually good in movies, but yeah. he just picks the wrong stuff. And, like, his past couple have been... Oh, you didn't enjoy The Ringer? No, I didn't. Not even, like, cheekily. No? His last one, Action Point, was like... It was like Jackass, but it had a story or, like, an amusement park. It was... Yeah, that looked real dumb. Unwatchable. But, um... Yeah, we got a new epic series alert. Yeah. That I will not get behind. Adrian Brody is in some new horror adaptation from, guess who? Stephen King. Something called Jerusalem's... They clearly were not listening to the obits. Clearly. It's called Jerusalem's Lot, which, not to be confused with Salem's Lot, a different Stephen King thing. He's written so many things, he has two different stories about lots. It's like, he really just needs to cool it down. Speaking of lots, shout out to Flan. How you doing, buddy? He oh. loves sitting in parking lots. <laughs> hope that's, you're a, that's, a, that's a classic Flan move. Hope you're in a lot right now. And not I hope s- you're listening to this in a lot. Not Salem's lot. And waiting to go in. Yes. Um, how about Ben Affleck in that new movie, The Way Back, where he plays an alcoholic basketball coach? Hmm. Are you here for this? Are you excited about it? I know you're a huge Affleck guy. I am. I have a couple questions. Okay. Does this movie take place in Boston, Massachusetts? I don't believe so. I might be out. Hmm. I haven't seen this trailer, but I mean, Affleck, he's another one. Like he's just He picks the wrong stuff almost always, but yeah, maybe it's a good one. I'll give it a go. Uh, I think it looks interesting, but it's sort of just looks like a day in the life. 
for mm. him. Like, it's like a regular. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't look like anything like, they're like, all right, Ben, we're going to need you to drink a lot. Is that something that, you know, you can get behind? Like, Done. we want to get you to the, <laughs> want to get you to the threat of alcoholism. He can get there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll he's, see that. He's a sloppy mess. He's the uh, best, best dude ever. Yeah. I hope he has a big belly. <laughs> um... I wrote down, Jamie Foxx looks very seasoned. Oh. That's it. That's it. That's the news. <laughs> I think it must be, I saw him in the trailer for that new Michael B. Jordan mm. movie. Is that getting Oscar buzz because it's like a black guy movie? I mean, I'm going to make it do what it do, baby. Every year there's like a black guy movie, a Down Syndrome movie, mm. like a gay movie. They like have like the categories of like what's going to get the look. Let's make awards. the gay black Down Syndrome movie. All really just wow one. them. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll guaranteed and, get some uh, awards. Midget in the leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. Or, is that ja- it? Or a retarded person? No, I can't say retarded. Jamie Foxx. I think I saw him last <laughs> in The Amazing Spider-Man <clears throat> Two, where he portrayed Electro. Oh. In one of the worst performances in history. He's he's out to lunch. I don't even know what he's doing. Speaking of him, the visionary director David Ayer, who I know you're a big fan Huge of. Huge fan. <laughs> He, he is in talks with Netflix to do a remake of The Dirty Dozen, that famous... Uh, My dad likes West, that movie. I was going to say. Yeah, that's a dad movie across America. Big time. Um, and he showed with Suicide Squad that he can take a large cast and really make gold with it, so I'm sure this will just be great. Yeah, Can't wait. I don't... As much as I enjoy... Can't wait. I would say that... David Ayer needs to stay in his lane in terms of gritty South Central gritty. Los Angeles crime dramas, and that's it. Yes, that is his very specific lane, and he almost always stays in it. And he's very good in that lane, like that new. Mm, like I he's okay. Talked in the lane. about that movie with Shia. End of Watch is a flick. I don't like End of Watch. And although it's trying Street some Kings stuff, is a flick. It's doing like some Did handheld he do Kings? camera no, stuff. I can't even remember. Probably. If not, whoever did owes him some money. Lucy, we're watching Street Kings tonight. Wow. Sorry. I hope you're excited. <laughs> yeah, he did it. Wow. That Street Kings. We saw that in the theater in Randolph, I believe, and you hated it. Or was that Harsh Times? That was Harsh Times. He did that too, so. I really didn't like that. Christian Bale is like a Vato. <laughs> that might be his least convincing role. Yeah, yeah Scotty. it's like it's the type of movie where like Christian Bale is typically so method in everything. Mm. It feels like he just showed up on set without really knowing what he was gonna do and just kind of did what they told him to. It's mm. safe. I saw that uh, Universal Studios is in talks with Lego to make new movies based on toys with Universal properties. Like, they, they had to deal with Warner Brothers. That's why they made, like... This is, like, the Playmobil movie you talked about last week? Only something else? Yeah. It's, Lego's moving from Warner Brothers to Universal. So they're going to make Lego Universal movies. Potentially a Lego Fast and Furious. That's Universal's big franchise. <laughs> He's in. Yeah, that's in. And I'll take that. What else does Universal own? They're going to make, like... The Simpsons? A Lego Purge movie? Or maybe... I can't think of Universal stuff. They're not that big. It's kind of... uh, they have Harry Potter? No, I think that's Warner Brothers. But yeah, Lego stuff, it's like, come on. How about Kamel Nanjani? Getting himself in really good shape for his new role in whatever dumb Marvel movie he's doing. Yes, he did... He looks a little silly. Hmm. He looks good, but silly. Yeah, it's one of those... He prefaced the post with like a, you know, I could have only done this if I was getting paid to type deal. And was like embarrassed to post it. It doesn't mean he needs to post his his progress. that's true. Why did he have to post that? I mean, I saw some good bits as a result of it. People like memeing him (laughs) and his... I can't think of what the detail... I don't need to explain memes. I mean, I... I don't know. When I had abs years ago, I guess I probably posted a picture or two, but mm. looking back on it, that's extremely embarrassing. Yeah. And like the douchiest thing imaginable. And even women don't like that, which is who you're appealing to. Or yeah. trying to appeal to, right? 
I wonder how he's gonna be as a superhero. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! I can't really see him pulling that off, but I don't know. Isn't he in that already? I thought it was like a reoccurring role and he got in better shape for it. No, it's some new thing. He's always like a chubby dullard. I don't really see him. What? Being... What do you mean? I really like Silicon Valley, and I know I'm the only one alive. That show, I don't think we ever talked about it. That show ended recently. and Weird ending. The series finale was just like every other episode of the show, but it was the end. It was like, oh no, we messed everything up. We need to like sell the company to some sidecar. But they treated it like it was the apocalypse. I appreciate you going down the ship with me, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm in there. That big finish, you know Scotty loves it. And it's been a decade since Brittany Murphy died. Can you even believe it? Um, I, I'm still waiting for... God damn it, I wish it, you had told me you were going to do a Brittany Murphy bit. <laughs> I would have written a bit a joke. I would have said I'm waiting for a sequel to that movie where she goes through her boyfriend's voicemail and it's the uh, what's-his-face from Office Space. I'm in. I'm still in. Like how I'm to, here for it. How to steal guys and your voicemail. Oh, Little two. Black Book. There it is. Yes. There, good gat. I'll never tell... But, uh, yeah, that seemed weird. Ten years. She would have made a good Harley Quinn, I was thinking, when I saw that she died. She Better than Margot? I don't think so. Well, just, you know, she would be good in that role if she was still around. I could see her pulling it off. And I saw there's a high-fidelity TV show coming to Hulu. Have you seen the preview? No, thank you. He's out. Zoe Kravitz is in it. Originally, I thought she'd be playing the role Rising of the role of her mother, Lisa Bonet. That's kind of cool. Well, no, that's what I thought originally, but she's the lead of this show. She's playing like the John Cusack role. Oh, so it's from a female perspective? Yes. Just what we need, another female reboot. Yes. But, uh, <sighs> yeah, it's going to be her like listening to Lenny Kravitz and talking about cuts. I don't know. It probably won't be great, but I'll give it a go. She's good. I like her. That's Zoe Kravitz. And we're only a few weeks out from the new Robert Downey Jr. vehicle, Doolittle. About the doctor who talks to animals. In just like a CGI friggin' minefield. It's getting a piping hot January release, and it seems like it'll do little in the way of box office. <laughs> when you made that joke the other day. <laughs> Don't tell the fans that I made the joke already. <laughs> I almost but that's right. Sorry. I almost told you to write it down and use it on the show. <laughs> Didn't need to. It was way ahead of you. How about um did you see this controversy? Did you see this hit about this? Uh Jason Derulo's penis uh was photoshopped out in the movie Cats. Mm. And this is after apparently he's got a really big black guy dick. Mm, one of and those. I, yeah. <laughs> and in, in he put up something on Instagram in his undies. And there was a huge bulge, mm. and I guess the picture got taken down as, like, inappropriate, even though it was covered. And he was like, well, y'all gotta take my Dia down. And then, <laughs> and then, I guess, for all of Cats, his entire role of, like, singing and, and dancing mm. around, they just airbrushed his Di out because it's so big. Well, yeah, I actually heard they're still, like, messing with the the effects for it like they did with Sonic even though the movie's out they're like I saw an article where they're changing stuff for Prince it's like they really botched the hell out of this Cats movie I want to see it I'm gonna I'm gonna get in there the uh what was the other thing I had a thing Fuck. about Cats well yeah it's just it's got like an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes I've seen videos people it's post it's that badly people post it online like some videos from <coughs> theater and it just looks insane yeah it looks horrible yeah let's go see it I'm in and Eddie Murphy yeah 19% Jesus Christ Ooh, that's look. so low I bet it's still making tons of dough though yeah that's the thing like everyone's hating the new Star Wars but I mean it's making unbelievable amounts of money so they'll be fine Richard Jewell has a healthy 73 how does Jumanji 2 have a 71 I don't know anyone who's seen the new Jumanji. It's made almost 60 million. Though, yeah. Which is not I guess amazing, but that's pretty good. I right? think the kids are showing up for this. Uh, for that one. Though. 
I think they tried to make it funny and interesting enough. Funny! With relevant enough actors to get the adults to come out for it, like the first one. Mm. But I think we just, nobody who's above 10 years old who saw the first one really cares to see the second one, is my theory. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy is hosting Saturday Night Live this evening for the first time (laughs) in like 35 years or something crazy like that. And, uh, I mean, I'll check it out kind of a an event eddie murphy's all back he's getting out there i hope he does a norbit and respucia sketch that would really... <laughs> or get him in a fat suit and do something if he doesn't put on a fat suit i'm gonna be very upset and i was also thinking about how people who get screeners of movies that haven't been released yet make me boil with rage I see posts online of people like, oh, I got like the new Star Wars screener and Uncut Gems screener. Like, which one do I watch first? It's like, uh, why don't I? We need to get screeners. I need um, to be a screener guy. <laughs> would you still want to go see it in the theater? Probably not. I bet you we could pirate a screener. Yeah. Watch this. But I'll we're, do this live on the air. We're upstanding, the law, we're upstanding gentlemen. Does the pirate bay still exist? Oh, it sure does. We're not watch pirates. This. It's the pearl. It's the pair. All right, uncut gems. Boom. Wow. Yeah, see, I knew that. 720p. Mm, I'd prefer 1080 for the Uh, fans. That I do want to see in the theater, though. People, everyone says that's like the movie of the year. I'm dying to see that. Yeah, I could watch it right now. Yes. And a quick little... It's tempting. Very tempting. A little bit of trailer talk real quick. Uh, New Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet trailer came out yeah i don't like it i think it looks dumb it looks very inception like right like i saw some critic refer to it as time bending and they lost me immediately if it's about time travel i'm going to be sick i don't want time bending sounds and they referred to it as like a supernatural or um, a scientific thriller or something a bean set supernatural thriller one might say but it stars john david washington who's already way better than his dad in the few roles that he's secured. And this movie actually reminded me of Deja Vu, which stars Denzel, oddly enough. But it's a Christopher Nolan movie. I'm sure it'll be dope. It comes out, like, next year or summer. And also, I didn't like Inception, so I don't have great faith in it. They released a little teaser for A Quiet Place Part 2, mm. a sequel that we did not need. I'm imagining the theaters will be A Quiet Place. hey yeah, that along with another legally blonde movie, it's just they're just mushing out sequel after sequel and no one cares. I like when they name it part two instead of just two. They're like, This this ain't no ordinary sequel. Like we had a plan. This is a, a volume, a part. This is part of a, a whole thing. I thought a uh, a loud place would be a good title for the uh Quiet Place sequel. Hank's taking a selfie of himself while I'm Speaking. Did you get it? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. We need content. Mm. <laughs> but uh, what do you think of that? A loud place? That should have been the title. Everybody just yelling the you whole time? It. Yeah, I liked it. It's, uh, you know, could have been a different kind of take. And, uh, yeah. The, I tried to queue up the, the box office mojo... To see how Star Wars is doing, get the numbers, but they don't have the. They haven't released that yet. Or they don't, they don't have it in the graph, so I can't report on uh, the I weekend. I feel like, well, they shouldn't have. Uh, like last week, we read the Richard Jewell box office or whatever, and it's it's opening weekend, so it's. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like they, we shouldn't read those numbers until because tomorrow a lot of people like I go to the movies on a Sunday all the time. Yeah. They can always like tell what it's gonna make by Friday somehow. How? Yeah. They're always like within like a million or two. I don't know. They do some sort of like freak extrapolation. It takes all the fun out of the movie. Mm. That's true. Imagine if it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If they could take away people's obsession with the box office and the ratings and Mm. I don't know. I'm sounding like a fucking communist now but terrific. Do you have an obit for the fans this week? I think you might. I do. Because I don't. Christmas horror movies. Wow. Who needs them? 
It's a genre that doesn't need to exist. It's a terrible genre. <laughs> and like I said earlier, I can't even think of a good example, but... Well, there's the Black Christmas that's in theaters right now, which they remade 10 years ago. They're just remaking it again. There's Krampus. There's uh, Jack Frost, that movie about the killer snowman. That one's actually dope, though. That's a good example. Did we see that together? No, that's like the straight-to-video. Oh, yes, we did. It's not that in the Gingerbread Man or the Ginger Dead Man. Yeah, those weren't theater movies. Right. Those were like straight-to-video, barely-exist horror movies. But yeah, Christmas and horror don't mix. They're trying to like, you know, just come out with something that'll be like, oh, this is the new iconic Christmas horror movie, like Halloween is to Halloween. It's never going to work. It's a bad mix. I never usually let this play that long. Okay. I know. Yeah. It's kind of nice. I yeah, enjoyed it, was, it. It was smooth. Soothing. Um, Shuts? I got two. <clears throat> no, I didn't shut anything. I shut The Two Popes, <laughs> the new Netflix movie. The Two Nopes, as you famously said. Yes. With Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price, the yeah, two... That looked so bad. The Two Dopes. What were you thinking? You just wanted to watch for a laugh to put it into your shuts? Basically. Yeah. And we watch more shitty things now that we have this category. Is there anything more boring than Pope stuff? No, and it keeps coming. Like, they tried it with the young Pope. They did everything they could to make it exciting. Like, he's smoking sea eyes, he's killing people, <laughs> and he... It was still unwatchably boring. You know, the Jude Law one, and I think that's coming back. And, uh, yeah. Two, I watched like 10 minutes and was just like dozing off in the afternoon. Two Popes on Netflix, don't watch it. And this other shot actually kind of fits in with your obit. A Christmas Carol? FX's gritty new take on a Christmas Carol, <laughs> which exists for some reason. It's kind of like a horror version of the Scrooge thing. You got Guy Pierce as Ebenezer Scrooge. And it like seemed well made enough and had kind of a cool look, but I paused it for Guy a Pierce second. Guy Pierce is bad in everything except sort of memento. How about that? I actually like him in a lot of stuff. I think Like he's... what? Results? <laughs> God, that's such a sidecar movie. He's good in LA Confidential. I like him in Iron Man Three as the <clears throat> bad guy. He's already nice. Uh, he's frustrating in LA Confidential. It's just like, just be cool like Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Why are you such a geek? He's very geeky in that. But yeah, the Christmas Carol thing, I paused it and saw that it was two hours and 52 minutes long. Oh. I thought it was going to be like 40 minutes. Did you see that New York Magazine article I sent, I posted where it yeah. was, movies should be 97 minutes long? Mm. Couldn't agree more. I barely even touched the article, but it's like a perfect length for a movie. I say 87 <laughs> 55, 57. I don't give a shit. Make Ten. them shorter than an episode of The Sopranos and I'll go every night. Yes. These like movies are getting longer and longer. It's like somebody gave some sort of odd poetic license to directors to say, you know what? Like, why don't you go ahead and film another hour? Yeah, like who wants to sit there? Shove that in. Like three hours of a, a dark horror version of a Christmas carol? I'm in. Like, who are these people? Is it who set are in the, these people? Is it set in the past? Yes, very much so. And it's boring. Like, it sucks they don't just let someone make something new. Everything has to be like a new take on a title that people recognize. And it's always just like, bleh. It's a could ya. Also a should ya. Mm, or would ya. Yeah. And I got a little bit of TV stuff before we uh, get into feature films of the week. Uh, the Witcher, the new Netflix show. The Witcher. Starring Henry Cavill, wearing a, a flowing white wig, and based on a video game. That's always good. That always leads to good movies and shows. But I watched the first episode, and it was actually better than I thought it was going to be. They're going for like a Game of Thrones kind of vibe. There's sword fights. He's betting babes. There was like this cool little battle fight scene where he... Kills like nine guys in a second. Where can the folks see this again? Netflix. Okay, Netflix. Tune in, folks. The Witcher. And, uh... What else we've been watching? 
there's actually this show that no one watches called Joe Para Talks to You on Adult Swim. It's like a weird Tim and Eric type show about this guy who, he's like, hi, I'm Joe Para. Let me explain Christmas trees to you. And like he does this. Is it funny? Yes. It's like very weird. We like and, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think you'd like it. I think fans, if you like weird, like is this even funny kind of stuff, you might get into it. He has this whole episode about like his bean arch that he's growing in his backyard and like the whole neighborhood gets into it. It's very weird and enjoyable. And that's all I got for TV. Want to get into reviews proper? Or do, yeah, we agreed on that first, right? We do have a special treat for you guys today, folks. I don't really have music for it, so I'm going to use this sweet. <laughs> love it. Special treat coming. I'm going to even tease the music here. Brian, I hope you're listening. Yes. Which we're doing like a... Yeah, I'll, I'll save it for the thing. But this is the music that used to play at the theater that we used to frequent before the uh, coming attractions from Adam Pike. Fun fact for the fans. They loved it. The, um... What do you got going on? Um, you want me to go first? I saw Richard Jewell and Bombshell. Hmm. Was Richard Jewell uh, an uncut gem? Huh? I liked it. Uh, Jewel, he gets it. I liked it. That's how much fuck fish. I heard it was really good. I was hoping to see it before we did this episode, but I did not have a chance. What did you see again? I saw... Like Mighty Ducks 2 and... Yes. The Birdcage. Uh, um, do you want to tell the fans about Richard Jewel and Bombshell? Yeah. I saw Richard Jewel with Lucy... <laughs> Last Sunday at the AMC in Dorchester, and it's a new theater, but the people running it clearly don't care because, like, all of the soda machines were empty and all the, like, you know, like, when all the lids are gone and Mm. the straws are gone and there's just, like, one machine working and it's, like, all you'd have to do is slap those bags in there and, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, I don't know, it was just haphazardly put together. Although I did pick the wrong seats, and the girl was nice and let me switch for free into like better seats, because I like they have like these other seats that are a dollar more. Mm. It's like you know how the Superlux theaters have the the shitty seats. Yeah, it was like that, but not like it's that significantly better. And there's no service in the seats. It's, it was a weird layout. I bought them on that Adam Ticket app, and I just got confused. Hmm. But it was an okay theater. I'm old. I'm confused. <clears throat> Richard Jewell. Uh, Sam Rockwell was really good. Mm. For those that don't know, Richard Jewell was the guy in the Atlanta Olympics in like 1996 who there was a bomb that was that went off in Olympic Village. Richard Jewell discovered the bomb and cleared the area and only I think two or three people got killed when it would have been over a hundred at least. Mm. And so Richard Jewell saved the day, but somehow the FBI ended up looking at him as a suspect and mm. The movie, I don't want to give away too much if you're going in fresh, but I mean, it is a story that was very public. Olivia Wilde plays this local reporter, um, and I I can never remember. The guy's name is Paul Walter Hauser, who plays Richard Jewell. He's really good. He was also in I, Tanya. Yeah, he's he's great. And one other role I'm thinking of him in that now I can't remember it, but he's I I do like him a lot. I he, think he's cool. He hasn't even been in that much, but every time I see him, I'm like, ooh, him. He's good. He's, yeah, he's very likable, and I heard there's Oscar buzz. Ooh, for, for maybe more for Eastwood, but isn't John Hamm in this? He is. He's typical John Hamm. Like I'm a cop. I'm really straight laced. He's kind of the kiss of death for movies. He's not very good. Yeah, and he's he's kind of the only thing he's ever been good in. Is like when he does a one-off, like children's hospital kind of role, yeah. where he's like being funny and like on the sidelines. He was and even funny. then he botches that too. I, it's, I don't know. I can't just Mad Men. That's all he's got, and yeah. I and Mad Men petered out. So there's really he's just sort of good-looking and likable. Mm. But yeah, he was fine in it, I guess. Um, there's a really funny line, like Sam Rockwell. I don't know, I won't get ruin it, but there's like good chemistry between Sam Rockwell and Paul Walter Hauser. Mm. Um, 
Richard Jewell at one point during the movie gets diarrhea, mm. which I thought was funny. That is fun. Uh, Olivia Wilde plays the character Kathy Scrugg, Scruggs, who died of, of, of an overdose in 2001, mm. and Richard Jewell died at 44 of a heart attack in 2007. So Spoilers. The, the real life spoilers. This is. I guess the people who involved in the Olympic City bombing didn't do so well after the fact. Mm. But uh, I liked it. Good movie. Yeah. A goo one? It was what a goo one. What about I Bombshell? It. Bombshell? You want me to roar right into Bombshell? Yeah, why not? Bombshell stunk. Or Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll do one of mine. Yeah, you, you buffer it with a good movie. I get, well, <laughs> I can't do that, unfortunately. I uh, saw we tried, right? Light of My Life. New to Amazon Prime, the directorial debut of Casey Affleck, friend of the show. And this movie is disappointingly not a crime drama set in Boston. It's instead a post-apocalyptic movie, which I might put those in the obits. Yeah, enough Post, of that. Post-apocalypse. Everything's like slow and boring and gritty and dirty and sad. Everything's just like a depressing, like, oh... Enough of the post-apocalypse. How about more movies about the actual apocalypse? That sounds more interesting. Just during? Yeah. Like, that. that's what you want to see. You don't want to see, like, like oh, yeah, everything's dead and shitty and bleh. Take a stand together. But, yeah, this movie was not very good. It was very, like, moody and quiet and boring. This is his debut? Yes. Directorially? Directorially? It was, it was kind of like a quiet place although there's no monsters it was kind of like children of men like there's no women left you loved children of men it's a great movie is that that movie there was the only one man left on earth or something no there's no women but then there's, there's one baby yeah but then there's yeah that's what it the is baby's a girl yeah and she's the only one and they need that her to populate the earth well yeah like no one's had a child in like 10 years and then all of a sudden this woman's pregnant and they have to go on an adventure to save her from everybody. Children of Men's a great movie, if you've never seen it, folks. It's all right. But this movie was not very good. It's the same kind of deal where Casey Affleck has a, a daughter, but he has to make it look like she's a boy because no one can know that there's a girl. Oh. And it's like him, you know, they're like on the run from weird post-apocalypse, like rapist sidecars. Did he accidentally... Movie set his home on fire and kill his daughter and that was the end of the movie? He did. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. That sounds like it's really, really heartbreaking. Did you cry in that like you did uh, during Buck? Ooh. Yeah, froze. We got a big give up. I froze and thought of a <laughs> bit, a movie that I cried in, which is Click. <laughs> oh, the Adam Sandler vehicle. That, uh... But yeah, I can't really recommend Light of My Life, although it's on Amazon if you want to check it out. It's one of those movies that's very talky and not much happens. It seems like it had a budget of like $800. It's just, it needed more excitement. Do you want to do your next one? Yeah, Bombshell. Um, ba -ba -ba. I went to Bombshell with Stern, uh, his sister Bibi, and Caden, my nephew, to like a baby showing. Yes. I guess it's a, at the Coolidge Corner Theater every other Friday at 10.30 in the morning. They do a baby showing where moms and dads can bring their ba newborn babies so that you don't have to be worried about crying because mm. everybody knows that's going to happen. And yeah. it wasn't so bad. It wasn't really that much crying. But it was also Caden's first movie, so I thought I should be a part of that. And <laughs> I love that his first movie was Bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a weird, like, kind of true story. Tr it, was, it was true. Uh, John Lithgow as Roger Ailes was very funny. <laughs> But, how was the fat suit work? Did it look good? Yeah, it didn't look very real. But I mean, to me, it's just like it's annoying me that like yet another outlet is jumping on the I hate Roger Ailes background two years after his death. Mm. Like they're just in the wake of a Showtime miniseries that did it better from a more interesting perspective. It's just like why wouldn't anybody come forward? Or I mean, they did come forward when he was alive, but still, this is just, just I don't know. I didn't think it was that interesting of a movie, and it was a story I knew already. Um, yeah, it's always weird timing-wise when, like, it's right. like, why are both of these coming out now? Like, it was, it was a neither of you could have Dante's Peak situation. Yeah, neither of you could have like eked this story out a little quicker, or been like, oh, they're tackling it. I don't need to. 
I wrote this down. How do we feel about the walk and talk, like broken fourth wall narration in the beginning of a movie? Like, well, you know, everybody knows Roger Ailes and like walking through the Fox News office talking to the camera. We don't love it. Yeah, I don't love that at all. It feels yeah. hacky to me. It is. And I don't know. Jay, Jay Roach loves doing, he's a director. He loves doing, like just flexing his political muscle. I feel like he should stay in his lane and he, just do Powers movies yeah, and meet he, the parents and he'll be fine. He directed Austin Powers movies. Make another one of those. Don't make another like uh, Even for what it was, slug. Goldmember had its moments. So it's just yeah. like, why would you keep coming back to the political well like he it's just like he's trying to do veep or something mm. and this wasn't movie wasn't technically political but there's a lot of trump stuff to there's a lot of fox news stuff which is all politics does someone play trump in it or is it just he's in like the he, they use real trump like in clips i oh, think okay um although richard kind does play rudy giuliani which is Ooh. funny i'm gonna say richard kind plays trump richard kind terrific. needs more work fantastic um, terrific. mark duplass is in it too playing the exact same role that he plays in the morning show yeah. that's like his new thing being like a an executive right and he got his wife in the movie for some role of like an angry woman in a grocery store it's like did she really need that role yes like you had to put her in <laughs> she did actually uh at one point uh, Lithgow was pulling up Margot Robbie's skirt like in a creepy or having her pull up her skirt being like a little higher a little higher like he was like you know me tooing her as Roger mm. Ailes and there was just like a cacophony of babies crying during <laughs> and that made like six different babies in tears and that made me laugh yeah that would have been a great video like that scene and then you pan to a sea of babies crying yeah there was like a like a big 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 list of sidecars in this movie the lady with the hairy vagina from waiting and she was also in that show beekman's world from when we were kids that you don't remember all the fans get both of beekman's those references world. They, they're picturing her now um richard kind uh, hello hi i give it a three out of ten mm-hmm so do not go out and see this wasn't rob delaney in there too oh rob delaney too who i don't like Mm. i think he's a dud and i watched every episode of uh downton abbey or whatever that show he's in (laughs) catastrophe which is a a fun show about uh a couple you love him and you always defend him i I like him it drives me nuts i like him on twitter more than anything else that's it he's always got he's not great in movies although I, i i am a fan so i like to see him and stuff getting work he's uh He's good. He's charming. But, uh, so that's Bombshell. I think it's still in theaters. I'm going to tell the fans about the new Hellboy movie. Which is new to HBO that I watched the other day. And Hellboy is officially a turkey boy. Let me tell you. This movie, I'd heard this was like the biggest piece of shit of the year. And I was like, oh, maybe it'll be good. I was hoping for the best, but... It really is, like, six minutes into this, Hellboy is fighting a CGI demon in a wrestling ring while a Spanish version of Rock Me Like a Hurricane plays, which is just, like, this is how we're starting this movie? Like, who would like this besides Beavis and Butthead? And it was directed by the guy who made The Descent, which bummed me out because The Descent is a great horror movie. And he did some cool episodes of Game of Thrones... But this movie, like, they made the Guillermo del Toro Hellboys a few years ago, and this one, they're like, this is the R-rated Hellboy, and they try to make it all gory. Whoa. But it wasn't cool at all? It's not gory in, like, a organic way. It's gory in a, like, you could tell they were like, we're making the R-rated Hellboy. Let's, like, just make everything disgusting and gory. It was stupid and gross. And it has more cringeworthy needle drops than Suicide Squad. Every song that Wait, came on. What was on? the song it opened up to? I'm trying to find it. Uh, the Spanish version of Rock Me Like a Hurricane. It's not on the soundtrack. Ooh. If this is even... I think it's on the score, okay. which is something I shouldn't know, but this, this is like a Wolf Mother song in this movie. I was just like getting douche chills left and right. And Hellboy, the actual character, looks like shit and is a hateable idiot. He's played by David Harbour of Stranger Things fame. And he sounds like Jackson Maine from A Star Is Born. He's doing like, oh, I'm Hellboy. Just want to get another look at you. And uh, Ian McShane is in this movie, being very Ian McShaney. Just like, oh, Jonathan. I'm tired of him and stuff. Uh, How does he get so much work? Because he has a cool-sounding voice. (laughs) 
I think, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what's going on. Thomas Hayden Church is in this as a Nazi hunter named Lobster Johnson. Fans, you heard me right. And he's only in like two scenes and it's just unbelievable. All the jokes are terrible. There's like a Yahtzee joke. It's like, what year is this? Yahtzee? What is Yahtzee again? That good dice game? Yeah. It's like no one's played is that funny? No one's played Yahtzee in years. No, it's terrible. Funny. And yeah, Hellboy, it's, it's not funny. It's not enjoyable on any level. And also at the end they tease a sequel and I love when bad movies that obviously will not get a sequel have the confidence to be like We'll bake that in just in case. Yeah. Like, when everybody loves it. Check it out. Uh it was almost so bad it's good, but it's just bad. It's on HBO. It's the new Hellboy. Check it out. Are we ready for our uh, end of the year spectacular? End of I the am. decade. The whole goddamn deal. We're doubling up on Pike. Why, why don't you introduce it? Yeah, I needed Pike again. And that's how you produce. But yeah, this is our... Uh, End of the year, end of the decade. We're going to do our, our top ten of the decade. Uh, Which, how do we do it? We each read our, our own ten, and then we'll... we'll you go first, okay. you do your ten, we'll discuss, and then I'll do my ten. And then we can talk about honorable mentions if we're not bored. In. I had a couple so I, ahead. I took off because I knew they were on yours. Like, Drive is in my honorable mentions, but I'll just... We can have some list. of the same, no? I put Hereditary... In my top ten of the decade. That's in my honorable mentions. Yeah, it's good. Great movie. It's Every time one. I watch it, I like it more. Very original, fucked up, memorable, the whole deal. I have Blue Valentine. That's one of the next ones. One of my favorite sob stories. I was just going to say, <laughs> what a fucking sob story. Uh, you might as well, I mean, you might as well pick Lars and the real girl. Uh Michelle Williams just like right in the wake of Heath Ledger's death letting out all that depression into a movie role I mean she channeled it into quite a performance what a sob story that movie is that is what comes to one mind one of the just most sobbish sob stories ever made I think it seems very real like that and what do you like about it Derek C. in France movies they're just great I have a Derek C. in France movie in my list I was gonna say yeah the uh Best work everyone involved has ever done, in my opinion. Although, you think that's actually, Gosling's best role. Eh. You think he's? I think in that's that his best performance. Drive. Yeah, performance-wise, yes. Disagree, Dr- drive. He just sits there looking cool and doing nothing. Okay. I know. I'm saying performance-wise, he's doing more in Blue Valentine. For me, do more. For me, do more. Doing less is my favorite type of role. Ooh. And moving along, mm. the Nightcrawler. Very I didn't make that in my list, and I wish I had, because it's a good one. I remember not liking it when we saw it in the theater. I love that movie. after the fact, yeah, I it's, did. It's a good rewatch. It's a great rewatch. And I'm not one of those guys... Who directed guys, that again? I'm not one of those guys who's always like, oh, he should have got the Oscar for this or that. But I think Jake Gyllenhaal should have at least gotten nominated for Nightcrawler. Agreed. It's the best he's ever been. Such like a crazy, original, weird character. I believe you're forgetting Love and Other Drugs. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Him and Hathaway, what a power couple. But yeah, Nightcrawler is awesome. Perfect movie about crime and, uh, you know, the thin line between uh, heroes and criminals. All that Stick sort of stuff. Stand. It's all there. And uh, next up is Cloud Atlas, which I don't think Ank will have any problem with at all. I don't don't expect any pushback on this choice Cloud at all. Cloud Atlas? Yes. Oh, yeah. Wachowski Sisters Passion Project uh, with the guy who did the music for Perfume in tow. Oh, Tom Tykwer? How unique of you. I think you want to fuck Tom Hanks more than Rita Wilson does, to be honest. Wow. Nothing. Uh, Do you have any more? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> nothing. I'll, I'll just let you. <laughs> nothing. Our fans enjoy more than uh, trying to keep up with six stories at once. Mm. Yes, they were very impressively edited together. Make me say. feel good. <laughs> Halle Berry does put in several strong performances in Cloud Atlas. Yes, mm. I, I would have to say. Uh, 
What'd you like about it? But like you were saying about something like about a minute ago, I didn't really like Cloud Atlas the first time I saw it. It's a movie I've grown to appreciate more over the years with rewatches. And uh, every time I watch it, I like it more. It's. Uh, I gotta give it another chance. I think I just shut it off. Yeah, like everyone's great in it. It has great music. This is like nerdy, but the movie's so well edited. Like it, it's telling six stories at once, but they edit them together in a way where it's like, you know, they're trying to show you like every story's the same with minor tweaks. It's very well right, done. I'm putting it on artsy. after the show. I'm gonna give it another chance. He's back. He's gonna last like seven minutes. It's gonna be good. And next, I have Green Room, one of uh, a Jeremy Saulnier movie. Big fan of that director. He also did Blue Ruin, which is honorable mention worthy. Anton Yelchin. What uh, is yes. he going to be in uh, in the next one? Jeremy puts out, or what's no. happening there? I heard he was pretty he's, tough to get a hold of. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? And that, this oh, was that's crushing. This was one of his uh, we final did this movies. joke already. Fuck. Yes. And Green Room, it's just it has the tension of like ten movies. It's just a crazy movie that keeps building and building, getting crazier. I like that better on rewatch too. Remember when I spoiled it for you and then bought you your copy? <laughs> the uh, yeah, you told I won't spoil it for the fans, but. What did I tell you? Yeah. You told me who dies. And I was like anticipating this movie all year. And you were just like, this. It was such like a. Ah. You were so mad. I felt bad. It was a could you. I did, you know. I it's felt just bad. a spoiler. It was a bad one. I felt stupid about how much I cared, but it was real. <laughs> you were like, um, or, um. How dare you? Ah. Uh, but okay, what else I got, got a couple more here. More ones. What number you at? Or you not? Uh, yeah, I forgot them? to number them. And these aren't like in order, oh unfortunately. <laughs> I got. I put uh, mine in order. The Raid Two. I shut that. Which is one of the greatest action movies ever made. Good in Scotty's shut. opinion. Good shut, folks. It almost ruined all other. Is action. it a western okay. or something like oh, a western? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have possibly been more in the middle of a sentence. But yes, it. The fight scenes are so realistic, like it makes other movie fight scenes look stupid because it looks like they're actually beating each other up. It's a great movie. Watch it if you've never seen it. The final right. two fight scenes are the best in any movie ever for Scotty. Where can the folks find this one? I'm not sure of where it's streaming, but it's a very, you can find it. Just watch it. Watch both Buy it on iTunes and shut it for money. The Raid and The Raid 2. The Raid's... Cloud Atlas is on Netflix. Ooh, yes. And then I got Gone Girl, which is one of David Fincher's best, and he has like four masterpieces. It's uh, just a great movie. You love Affleck. I do. I saw it in the theater knowing nothing about the very popular book it's based on, and I was floored. This, like all the movies we're mentioning, very rewatchable. Never gets old. Uh, How did you feel about Live By Night? <laughs> Is that on your list? Uh, maybe on the worst of the decade. Most forgettable of the decade. Live By Night. Oof. Awful film. Affleck. God, I don't know what happened in there. That white suit. And then I just got a couple more. Mad Max Fury Road, which... That's if, my... Might be my number one. Yeah, if I had to choose well, like, the best of the decade, it would probably there. be that. Which, That's a good one. I'll say more when you bring it up. And Whiplash. That's a, in mine, too. Just a perfect movie, cover to cover. Has the best ending of any movie I've ever seen. And to wrap up mine, the movie of the decade is Gaudy. <laughs> the end. <laughs> no. Um, oh my god now we can do yours sorry if, I felt like that might have gone long if it did I apologize I to the fans fine to me. he's back I started off with Drive as my number one yeah. Drive as, with Ryan Gosling as I said recently when I rewatched how does Drive it, not make your top ten or did you just cut it because of me just yeah, just so okay. we'd have different ones. Fair. As I said, probably the coolest movie <clears throat> ever made. Drive. It's fucking perfect. Yeah. And I really like um, Nicholas Reffin. I hate his goddamn name, but I love his movies. Mm. 
and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have two movies from the from 2019 in here, which feels mm. a little hacky. It's sort of, but whatever. I don't care. They were in there. I'll Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tarantino. Yeah. That is now on iTunes too. If you haven't seen it, with the new uh, additional scenes. Good time. Uh, Robert Pattinson movie on. It's on Amazon Prime with the Safdie brothers directing it. I really liked that. I actually forgot about that. That might sneak into my... I would see Good Time before you see Uncut Gems, yes. is my advice. People say they're very similar. I hope they are, because the thing yeah. I like about Good Time is it's like there is really no empathetic character. You're kind of just like, fuck all these guys. Mm. And it just never stops. It's yeah. just go, go, go from the very beginning. And there's no... At no point do you want to go to the bathroom. Do you lose focus? It just drives you right through. Mm. Mad Max is in mine. Masterpiece. Which is... Amazing. Just a perfect movie on like every level. Big on Charlize. I'm big on, um, like, I don't like post apocalyptic stuff that much either, but Mad Max did it before anybody else. And this is a a follow up, and Mm. they did it really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do it, do it as good as Mad Max does it. (laughs) Or at least try to. Right. Yeah. It follows, which I thought you might have too. Yeah. I see. This is why. I toiled over this list for weeks. Ank was making fun of me. Took me ten minutes. <laughs> I, I really, <clears throat> yeah. See, I, I know I missed a bunch of good sly ones like that. It follows is great. I'll just crank out my honorable mentions. We can do that after if you want. Yeah. Uh, it follows is really good. I don't even know how to describe it. It's a horror. It's like an, a sort of actually scary horror movie with a girl being f- literally followed around by mm. some weird curse i guess you could call it one of the coolest like simplest ideas for a movie like yeah like this curse gets put on her and this person's following her but it can only walk so she like drives home so then she forgets about it and then like a couple days later this person's just like walking after her and it can look like anyone it's such a cool it's really weird and the the cinematography it was like to me, when I first saw Stranger Things, mm-hmm. it felt to me like they were biting It Follows in terms of just the way the lens Definitely. looked on the camera. And, and like, the, score-wise. Yeah, yeah. It's very... It's an 80s... It's... I don't know. The first movie to do the throwback 80s look. Um, Brawl in Cell Block 99, which is an S. Craig that. Zoller movie about Vince Vaughn going to prison and just beating the shit out of everybody. <laughs> And it's on Amazon Prime as well. If you haven't seen that, watch it tonight if you like violence. Because mm. I loved it. That doesn't make your list? Mm, Not really. No. You didn't love uh, it like I did. No. I when actually, he snaps that prison guard's radius. I liked... Uh, what's the one with him and Mel Gibson? The one they did after? Dragged Across Concrete? Yeah, I like that more. Especially after watching it again. Hmm. I liked it again when I rewatched it myself, but... This is better. Fair. Um, Hell or High Water. Mm, that, the, that's Chris on my Pine, honorable mention. Yes. Um, Jeff Bridges, Ben Foster Western, about two brothers who need to rob a, a bunch of banks to pay that bank back a loan they owed. Mm. One on of the best. Family's house. One of the best modern Westerns, as they say. And then I also oh, had Whiplash. Yes. Can't not credit Whiplash. It was really something. Perfect movie. Parasite, which was a new one that's actually coming out mm. on VOD in about two weeks. Yeah, I want to watch that again. I'm surprised that's on yours. I loved it. I did love it, yeah. We saw that together in a packed house yeah, yeah. and Folks, opening if, night. If you missed the episode, go back, listen to it. It's, it's called Parasite. You can yeah. find it in the list. Yeah. And then, okay. speaking of Derek C. in France, uh, Place Beyond the Pines. Mm, which, which is one I might have on mine, but I took off because of right. I didn't want to read I really, really, really liked that movie incredible like blue valentine his movies like he's on another that level yeah the whole look i love a director with a distinct style yeah like his i don't know people just seem like more real in his movies there's something going on and i like it um that's all that's my 10 you want to do honorable mentions yeah i got uh the nice guys which is just i put it on just because no one ever talks about it and it's such a great like Slice of life, crime, I liked it. paper comedy. It's from the same director who did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yes. So he's, which Shane is Black. the only movie. The Nice Guys is the only, Russell Crowe said on Howard, it was the only movie he'd ever do a sequel to. Or yeah. that he'd only, the only movie he'd ever consider doing a sequel to. Which so they totally should. Make, make one, it. yeah. Yeah. 
That movie's so... They're a good duo, too. Yeah. Ryan Gosling's a good duo guy. Ryan Gosling is so funny in that movie. It's like, he should do more, like, good comedies with good directors. Because he can be, like... I Like we've said, he has two very good speeds. Yeah. Weird, silent guy or funny, cool guy. And that's it. There's nothing else. Yeah. I had Social Network. Ooh. Yeah, that should have been on mine. I forgot about that one. Fuck. Greenberg. Strong, but mm, yes. Francis Ha. That I thought you had on yours. That's why I took it off mine. That's in my honorable mentions. That should be in my like actual top ten. That's the most rewatchable movie ever made. Yeah, I love that made. movie. Greta so, Gerwig's great. To the point where I've thought about seeing Little Women, which is just ludicrous, because that's going to suck. Yeah, it's getting mixed. Re- I'd see it. for. It's probably for very her. boring. They were no longer little girls. They were little women. Uh, Dark Horse? You didn't like it. Todd Salon's movie with... I never finished it. Didn't grab... Walken and... Um, didn't grab me. Adam Bartha. Or Justin Bartha. Oh, Justin Bartha. The fourth guy from the Hangover movies. And that chubby guy whose name I can't remember. But it was a very... I just think it's a very funny movie about like a guy who works for his dad and lives at home and he's dating Selma Blair. Mm. It's just... I don't know. That's on Amazon Prime as well. Um, Map to the Stars. Ooh. Which is a David Cronenberg movie with Robert Pattinson and um, John Cusack and Julianne Moore's in there. The Julianne Moore scene in Map to the Stars is one of the best scenes of the decade. Interesting. In my opinion, if you know what I'm talking about. I don't. Good. Watch it again. Uh, Boyhood. Ooh. Richard Linkletter That's movie a, that they filmed over... The course of 18 years? Yeah, yeah. No, the course of 12 years. Yeah. 12. Yeah. Green Book. Ooh. Last year's Best Picture nom, or winner, rather. You Mid-90s. Really like I did, yeah. I thought it was great. That never popped up on, it's like... It's on HBO. Is it? Yeah. Right Green... now, as of last week. Oh, okay. I think it's HBO. Oh, I'll watch Midsommar, it. Mid-90s, Hereditary, It Comes at Night, Mission Impossible Fallout, Out Ooh. of the Furnace. Those are some good ones in there. Venom and Waves. <laughs> oh, Venom sneaking in Venom there. Venom snuck in. <laughs> Best movie of the decade. The, all good picks. What else you got? Anything else? When you look at it like as the decade, like we just named like so many great movies. It's like, wow, it was a great decade of movies. But We've there's said a lot of... a lot of bad stuff about... I wish maybe we could go back and do 2000 to 2010. Yeah. Or 2000 to 2009. I'd see, be into that. Yeah, we could do that next year or something. I don't know. Right when you said uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I was thinking that would be on my top 10 of that decade. The last Agreed. Decade. Yeah, that came out in what, like 06? Yeah. But let me just race through yeah, yeah. the rest of my honorable mentions. Ex Machina, The Master, Inside Loon Davis, and Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Oh. They all could have made the top ten. That's a good joke. On a on a different day. That's not a good You joke. love Scott Pilgrim. You're a should you if you think that's a good joke. What'd you like about it? I think it's just a great movie. Very original. It's does a bunch of bits with like video games and mm. it's yeah, I'm not selling it. <laughs> it's a great movie. <clears throat> but uh I got a quick couple more categories I wanted to hit the fans with. The worst movie I saw in a movie theater this decade, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, the second Ghost Rider Oof. movie with Nicolas Cage, which was just unfathomably <laughs> stupid and not fun. <laughs> I remember sitting there in the theater being like, life is short, what am I doing here? <laughs> this just, this sucks. But I didn't walk out. I needed that big finish. And the movie I cried the most watching this decade, Furious 7 in the theater. <laughs> Final scene. <laughs> that familia? Yes. Which What made you cry about it? The the craziest thing is obviously everyone knew going into that movie Paul Walker died in real life and so I was waiting the whole movie for his character to die. Like, every scene, I was like, oh, this, he's going to die here. He's going to, like, get in a crash. And they, like, kind of teased it a couple times, cleverly. But then he lives till the end, and they give him a happy ending with that that fun montage. I defy anyone to watch that scene and not cry. I might cry just thinking about it here I on the didn't. show. I I wish I could, though. But, yeah, that that's nice. 
It was just very surprising. Like, oh, they didn't kill him off. They're giving him a nice little happy ending. This is fun. It was very well done. And the... I got some, like, of the year stuff. The annoying thing about doing, like, a best of this year thing is they wait until, like, the last week of the year to release all the best movies. And then they're like, oh, what's what's your top ten? It's like, I haven't seen... Right, like, it could be Uncut Gems. Yeah. It I, could be Star Wars. Yeah. I need both of those. I need Waves. There's a bunch of stuff Waves I was great. still haven't seen. You'd like Waves a lot. Need it. But uh, the Wild Turkey of the Year, I give to The Fanatic... The Fred Durst directed... Fuck, that was bad. I returned it <laughs> on iTunes, which is a thing you can do. No, if like, you really don't like a movie, you just... I don't, I don't remember how I did it, but like you can kind of send like a little note to Apple and just say, like, I shut this. Yeah. Like, and they just give you your dough back. I couldn't. The uh, I just, Give me some turkey sound effects for these... The most boring-looking movie that I'll probably never watch goes to Motherless Brooklyn this year. The biggest disappointment of the year was Ma, which should have been fun and cackly and was not. And I have a few nominees for the Turkey of the Year. The I should have checked this with you to see what yours were. My nominees are Wounds, that Army Hammer movie. Mm. That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It chapter. Did I see that? Yeah, we talked about it. I think we. Sh- oh right! Remember, he like works at a yes, bar. Yes, that and was so bad. That was an, a god awful movie. Oof. I finished it. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> Why did we finish that? It's a good question. I think because it was short. I couldn't shut it off. But my other nominees for the Turkey of the Year: It Chapter Two, oh. the, the Lion King, Dark I- Phoenix. That uh, that X Men movie that already seems like it came out like four years ago, just because it was so forgettable. But um, I gotta give the worst movie of the year to Hobbs and Shaw. Do you agree? Yeah, that was fucking awful. That's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was just such a bummer. Fans will remember how excited we were to to see. I mean, Fast we knew we weren't gonna like it. <laughs> I thought it would be fun. It was so bad it made me question if I even like the Fast and Furious movies, mm. which is unforgivable. And yeah, The Rock is the most over. He's unthinkably yeah, I'm trying overused. To think of, yeah, most overused guy of the year, if not the decade. He's in everything. Yes. I mean, he's everywhere, and he's all over social media, and he's in commercials, and he's in. It just I've, I'm rocked out. Mm, I'm a Vin Diesel guy. The Rock is canceled, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, that's all I had. What a decade. I got one more idea that we should do before Ooh. we get out of here. What do you think about watching a little bit of The Departed? Wow. Is that something you might be interested in? <laughs> it is. It's good because I got it right here. I mean, I get worried bringing it up Maybe because uh, I thought you were falling out of love with the segment. No, I'm still in. One of these times I'm going to walk in here to do the podcast with a, a bag of rolls and you're going to be wearing uh, shower caps on your shoes. Oh, and I'm going yeah. to shoot you. He gets it. Like Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler for the movie we're watching in 90 second increments. Jack. I think about this. For me. So what the fuck are we talking about? Like here? this scene, I don't think they're in Boston. Did you ever this. think about going back to school? This interior. School. If they are, it's. All due respect, Mr. Costello. I don't see why they would be. I figure school they're just. Out. But I don't know. Yeah, they could film this in Maybe Newport Beach. Nobody would know the fucking fuck difference. Up. Yeah. We're from here. We don't even know. Yeah. Could be the Cape. Yeah. But, like, why would they be just down the Cape? Say, let's sit in two and a half hours of traffic and get down the Cape there, Costigan. I am as God made me. Was that your rationale? Enjoy your clams, cocksuckers. This archdiocese has got to run the bingo. But that's 90. We're done. Wow. That's a quick 90. 
movie sucks. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, fucking hate it. I was entranced, just like I am. I every got time. nothing else. Yep, so that's, that's uh, it from us here at the Turkey Boys Enough Podcast. Uh, my name is Ryan. Uh, he's been Scott Sweeney. And, uh, you can find him on Instagram and Twitter at Skip Seasoned. Ooh. I am on Instagram myself at A N K N E R. And uh, tune in with us next week. We'll have some more end of the year stuff. Yeah, um, maybe we'll be talking Star Wars. Probably, I'll probably see that. I might eat that in. Maybe we see cats. He looks um, very interested. He's very intrigued. I don't know about that. He's in. Anything with Taylor Swift, <laughs> I'm disinterested. That's fair. But, uh, but yeah. other than that, send us an email, enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, same title. That's all I got. You got anything else? Yeah. I mean, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, that's it for the Turkey Boys. Make it a blockbuster night. And have a good one. Have a good Christmas, guys. And Please. Hanukkah. The whole deal. Yep. We're, we're very all-inclusive here. Have a goo. Have a goo one. <laughs>